Time for our chamber chat with members of the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce. Four people joined me in the studio this morning, including Nancy Pear, member engagement for the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce, Angela Smart, second vice president for the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce, and branch manager at Liberty Bank, Jason Hyland, executive director of Project IMO, IMO, we'll figure what that's going to be out in a minute here, and Kirsten Nicholas, owner of Love Me Forever Bridal, located in Danielson. Folks, good morning to you all. Nancy, let me start with you. What's been going on in the last month with the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce? Good morning, Wayne. Thanks for having us. Oh, L is keeping the chamber busier than ever. We uh, last month had a business after hours hosted by click and we had over 140 guests at that business after hours and Jason's shaking his head because he he was one of the 140 in attendance it was a, a wonderful night and it just shows how much uh membership we have out in this area in Wyndham because it was right you know where click is right in Wyndham so we had 140 people last month at that last week we had access community action agency at our office in Danielson for our Coffee and Connect educational series, Full House. Uh, and, and if you think you know all that access agency does, you, you can't even begin to know. I, I, I learned so much from them. So that was a wonderful event last week. And then yesterday morning, we had coffee with Congressman Joe Courtney at Connecticut State College, Quinnebog Valley. I, I got that right. Um, well, let and me see, over your shoulder there, it <laughs> says Connecticut State Col Community College, Quinnebog Valley. I almost got it. The, so, old, the old QVCC. <laughs> QVCC. So we uh, had about 65 chamber members there having a Q&A with uh, Congressman Courtney, and he just... He's just so engaging and down to earth, and it was a wonderful event. And again, Jason was at <laughs> that event as well. He's he's one of our newest chamber members, yeah. and he's dove right in. He's been at everything. So, uh, enough of me talking. Uh, we can. Jason, go. you've been nodding your head a lot this morning. You're like, <laughs> you're like a bobblehead doll today. Yes. Tell me what you were agreeing with what Nancy just said. What impressed you, and what did you take from the business after hours? There was a really rich community of folks here uh, that met that night. It was one of my first large events with with the chamber. Got to meet a large number of really nice folks that really wanted to understand how not only share what their businesses were doing, but how we could connect, uh, which really speaks a lot to how kind of this area works in that like interconnected nature and how we're supporting each other as uh, as neighbors and as businesses. It's excellent. And I uh, identified you as being executive director of Project IMO. It's I-M-O. Am I pronouncing it right? Is it IMO? You are indeed. All right. What is I-M-O? What does that stand for? So IMO is, for us, it represents youth-led culture change and shift. Uh, it is actually based uh, on this concept of a youth who through some scientific studies, but a youth who taught her peers how to do something that changed the culture in her area and then did something very unusual and taught the adults in her area how to do something. And about five years later, the culture of her whole area had shifted uh, their culture and behavior. So it's this concept of youth leadership and change shifting the dynamic. And tell us where you're located, not far from us. No, two doors down. <laughs> we are right here on uh, Riverside Drive off of Main Street here in Willimantic. We have uh, program space. We have a small teen center uh, in our maker space, uh, which we use to help connect youth to different career development pathways. And we're joined by Angela Smart from Liberty Bank, the branch manager here. 
an event coming up, Angela? Yes, good morning. Um, so our next event that we have coming up is our legislative breakfast, um, which is a conversation with some of our legislators on March 8th. It'll be from 8 to 10 at EastCon over in Hampton, so not too far from here. Um, so that's one of our Save the Dates. If you can make that, check out our website. You can register right online. And then our other event that we just caught off the press is uh, we're strengthening our workforce. It's a forum on bridging childcare access and affordability in Northeastern Connecticut. So it's just joining us for a conversation on childcare. Um, it seems to be a big issue in this area, up in the Putnam area as well. So we're, you know, working with in conjunction with the YMCA up in Putnam, the Connecticut Project, and the Northeast Early Childhood Center to try and get some some conversations going on how we can help that bridge that gap. And we welcome in Kirsten Nicholas, owner of Love Me Forever Bridal, located on Westcott Road in Danielson. Kirsten, good morning. Thanks for coming in today. And just give a little background on what Love Me Forever Bridal is all about. Hi, so Love Me Forever, we sell bridal form, formal wear and tuxes. Uh, I've been in business uh, eight years. I moved the business from Taffville, Connecticut, to Danielson. I live in, in the northeast part of the state and wanted to be closer to home. And we're right in full swing of prom season right now. So it's not just weddings. No, not just proms. weddings. Do you find that people, male, female, buy the same type of things for proms that they do for weddings? No. <laughs> how so? What's no, the difference? Um, well, depending on how daring the, um, the tux wearer is for prom, there's all kinds of new um, patterns in tuxes for prom, different colors. Uh, the new color this year is sage green and eggplant. Um, I also have uh, a tux jacket that looks like something Jimi Hendrix would have worn, where it's a tie-dye look. I'm um, in. I'm in. I like that's it. That's totally. Yeah, you got, we you, have. You got um, one that would fit me. <laughs> oh, definitely. We have a gold camo. So it's a golden cream camo. Sounds like something Elvis would have worn. Oh, definitely. And then there's also um, the the most popular fit for prom is a skinny. So it's ultra fitted, ultra fitted jacket and very slim pants. And when you wear the slim pants, you wear them a little shorter so you can see your ankles. That's what's in these days, huh? With no socks. I generally don't show my ankles. I'm shy about that kind of stuff. How about <laughs> how about styles when it comes to getting married? Uh, are, so for oh. weddings, um, you know, it really depends on the venue, uh, the time of day that the wedding is taking place. So you could have anything from a traditional black, which black on black is popular now for weddings. So a black shirt, everything black. Black shirt, black tie, black tux. Black shoes, black socks. Everything. They're not going bare, bare, bare ankles on that, are they? Not generally. <laughs> uh, daytime, you would do uh, like a light gray is popular. Um, charcoal gray. The blues, navy blue is always popular. And we have some uh, lighter blues as well. And everything is fitted now. There's no baggy and boxy like the 90s. How much lead time do you need for both proms and weddings to get things ready to go? Well, our warehouse is located in Pennsylvania. 
So, and we get deliveries once a week. I can get something next day if I absolutely have to, but it's going to cost you extra for that. Jason, what's your background? How did you become executive director of Project EMO? Uh, well, I, so I have a background in adventure education from many, many, many years ago. Actually, starting at Holiday Hill Day Camp up in Mansfield, I was running their ropes course, backpacking trips, went on to a 23-year career in policing. And when I wrapped that up, uh, I decided I needed to grow up a bit, so I started a youth charity, uh, which is largely activity-based. So not super successful there, I suppose, about growing up. Uh, so yeah, I convened a group of folks. Uh, we started Project Emo in 2020, um, and just... Uh, in October, we opened the doors in the teen center uh, next door. Give me an idea about some of the ways that your work has impacted the community in a positive way. So far, what we've seen is a lot of youth. Uh, we've worked with youth groups outside of Project Emo as well. Uh, we've worked with Wyndham Pride, the Wyndham uh, Prevention uh, Coalition, doing some youth leadership summits and talking to the youth and getting to hear their voices about what they need to uh, have engaged, fulfilled young lives, maximize their potential. They are looking for activities that keep them engaged out of school. Um, and what we're trying to do is provide that to them so that there's fun. Uh, we have a growing you know, membership at the teen center. It's free, so they just have to sign up and they come in. And when they're there, that's their space. So we get to see them kind of act as you know, young adults, starting to navigate those relationships. We're offering them opportunities to engage in career development. We have an after-school cohort that launched two weeks ago. We have another session this evening, and they're getting uh, exposure to different career pathways that are relevant to Eastern Connecticut. They're meeting people in the network. Uh, tonight is all about uh, public service careers. So they're learning from other nonprofits in town, some public safety officials. They're, they're basically going to be challenged with an activity tonight to save the town from a crisis. They're the decision makers and bouncing ideas off of these professionals, the subject matter experts. So it's giving them some a leadership voice while still having that kind of some adult guidance as they solve a crisis here in town. It's as it's teenagers, it's as the zombie apocalypse because we got to keep it interesting. <laughs> Jason, how do they first get connected with these events, including the teen center? Is it just a walk-in thing? Are they recommended by the school? How do they find out about it? And then how do they first get involved in it? So we've got quite a few uh, channels kind of getting kids engaged so far. We definitely have some work worked with the schools. We've been engaged with some like having tables during lunch waves. Uh, some of our partner organizations like Winter Prevention Coalition, some of the other uh, organizations in town kind of let them know about our programs. Um, we have had some, you know, interaction with uh, the Juvenile Review Board uh, and Juvenile Probation to get kids like, you know, an alternate to activity to make good decisions. Uh, the most powerful uh, drive-in is from their peers. Their peers let them know it's a fun, it's a safe space. Because, you know, largely what adults tell them, you should go to Project Emo. If it's from an adult, it's not nearly as powerful as if it's from a peer in a text chain of 40 people putting the word out. So. All right, so the parents hear about that this morning, or for that matter, the teenagers hear about it. And how do they first get involved? Stop in. We currently are funded for one night a week of teen center hours. We're looking to expand that um, so they can just come in on a Thursday night or Tuesday night. Rather, they can uh, stop in, say hi. They can give us a call, shoot an email. Their website has uh, you know information about memberships, etc. Our specialized programs like the after school leadership cohort that's going on right now will usually send out email notifications and parents can just sign their kids up uh, with an email. We try to make it pretty informal.
And is that at 924 Riverside Drive, or where is this? It is, yep. Yeah, they just walk in the front door. when If they see anybody there, even if it's not teen center hours, if they see us inside, just walk on in and, and introduce yourself and you know learn a little bit about the programs and hang out a while. Your website says your mission statement is to empower and inspire the next generation while engaging communities through immersive, experimental, and adventure education initiatives. Jason, what's the geographical range that you serve? Is it all of Northeast Connecticut or beyond? Just Willimantic? What's the geography? Uh, our primary focus is Eastern Connecticut. However, we've done programs elsewhere out into Litchfield, uh, all the way up North Central into the town of Summers. Uh, we actually ran uh, with their youth services um, folks last summer at like a day camp based around Dungeons and Dragons. We do a lot of gamified learning. Um, but our, right now, our, you know, our primary Teen Center focus is obviously in the greater Wyndham area. Uh, we have, you know, members from Willington uh, and, you know, as far away. Um, but we generally try to be pretty flexible. We'll be working some programs in uh, Hartford Public Schools uh, coming up this spring, hopefully, as well. Where do you get your funding from? A variety of sources. Our current uh, large-scale partner, actually, they have a presence in town. It's NAFI, Connecticut. It's the North American Family Institute. They offer behavioral health and mental health services, developmental disabilities, support services uh, in uh, across New England. They actually received a federal grant through Senators Blumenthal and Murphy for Eastern Connecticut Workforce Youth Development. And they've contracted with us. That actually funds base camp at that we call our Teen Center Base Camp. It's like a network, a place to resupply and restock and create journeys. Uh, NAFI, that is our largest funding stream so far. We also received a grant from through the Connecticut uh, Eastern Connecticut Community Foundation of Eastern Connecticut and the Social Equity Council at the state level to do some work with a local alternative high school. Uh, we have a fairly strong and growing grassroots donation campaign too. And as executive director, are you directly involved with these teens that come to these events? We are a growing organization, uh, which is to say, yes, we all wear all the hats. <laughs> There's a few of us full-time, so we do everything from facilities management to human resources to direct programming and, and yeah, sounds, all of the things. Sounds good. Jason Hyland, executive director of Project EMO, which is based right behind us here at 924 Riverside Drive in Willimantic. Let's go back to Love Me Forever Bridal. The owner is Kristen Nicholas. I see a FAQ on your website, Kristen, that says, what is a bridal trunk show? Well, that's a new one on me. What's a bridal trunk show? <laughs> you drive around with your car with the trunk open. Oh, I thought it might have an elephant or something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so a bridal trunk show is where we uh, showcase a particular bridal designer and you have the newest designs for a certain amount of time. So the brides book appointments, they come in, hopefully find their ideal wedding gown from, from the new designs. That's what a bridal trunk show is. And if I were looking for a bridal gown, how do I start my search? Uh, well... I always recommend having a wedding date first before you find your wedding gown because what you wear in the winter is going to be very different than what you wear in August. So wedding date is important and a venue because often the venue could influence your fashion choices as well. Now are you just involved in tuxes and bridal gowns or do you help facilitate venues and other wedding planning as well? 
We don't do anything with wedding planning per se, but I do work closely with area venues. Uh, we refer back and forth to each other. So if they get a couple um, who's in need of formal wear, they'll refer them to me. And if I have someone looking for a particular type of venue, I have a large network to draw from to how refer do, them to. How do you stay on top of what the latest trends are? We could be a little provincial here in eastern Connecticut and maybe some of the bigger cities and the like are a little bit ahead of where we are. But I'm sure you stay on top of all that. So we watch what is um, showcasing at the big fashion shows. There's a, a bridal show in New York. Um, and I find by the time the trend gets to Connecticut, it's gone. <laughs> so um, That's my point. Yeah, yeah. We, te we tend in Connecticut to be slower to fashion change. Yeah, land, um, land of steady habits. Steady habits. Uh. <laughs> So we, you know, the classic designs will always be in fashion, and I find many brides go with the um, classic designs in gowns. Some d some are open to the trendier designs, depending on, um, you know, where they're getting married and and the time of year. But um, we have a little bit of everything to try to appeal to all different types of brides. Do you find the brides bring their children along to their appointments? Uh, not generally. We don't recommend that. It's hard to focus on finding your gown um, if you're watching a child, uh, bringing a child with you. We don't recommend it. It's really, we're not childproof in our, in our bridal salon. Um, on occasion, an infant may come um, and someone holds the infant, but generally it's not recommended. And talk me through the process of selecting bridesmaids' dresses. So bridesmaids' dresses, uh, once the venue and the date are chosen, the bride will select colors for the bridesmaids to wear. The trend now is, this, there's a couple of different trends with bridesmaids where they all wear the same color, different styles of gowns, or uh, shades of a particular color. So you could do sh different shades of blue, all with different style gowns, or you could do the same color, all the same gown. You could put two people in one color, another three people in a different color. You could have your maid of honor in one color, everyone else in another color, and all the combinations that I just mentioned together. <laughs> All right, so I, I, I whiffed on the question about bringing the kids along to pick out a bridal gown, but how about selling children's attire? Now, I've seen weddings where the kids are all decked mm -hmm. out and looking pretty good. Sometimes they're the ring bearer. Sometimes, you know, they're part of the wedding party. Yeah, we do offer junior bridesmaids. So those start at sizes 8, uh, children size 8 to 16. And we do offer children's tuxes sizes two to 18 in boys. Um, the trend really for the children's attire, it's expensive and they grow so fast that oftentimes the children in the wedding, they're buying something from Kohl's or a large department store. Sometimes it doesn't end happily ever after. Do you have a case where somebody canceled their wedding 
They have wedding dresses. Do you buy those back? No, we don't. Once you bought it, you, it's yours. you own it. Yeah. For your next wedding. <laughs> right. There are places where you can sell wedding gowns online. Um, stillwhite.com is one that comes to mind. A lot, of a lot of times brides will sell them on Facebook Marketplace. But we don't take them back. And it does happen on occasion. Or weddings get postponed, too. Here's a guy question. Mm -hmm. Is the process for buying a tux easier than it is for picking out a bridal gown? It seems to me like it would be that way. It can be. Um, generally, my experience has been that grooms do what they're told. <laughs> you got that right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. If they're smart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so... Yeah, and grooms don't have to shop for their wedding attire as early as brides do. Um, I recommend for a timeline for for tuxes that they they can come in for a style appointment anytime before the wedding and pick out what they'd like. But I don't actually measure until eight to ten weeks before the wedding. That's right. Get that cummerbund and. Mm -hmm. Perfect measurement. Yeah, I haven't seen really cummerbunds in Connecticut yet. Really? It's more trendy in the south. Uh, we're doing vests in in Connecticut rather than a cummerbund. Kirsten, how do people contact you at Love Me Forever Bridal? So we have an online booking software. So if someone's just looking to book an appointment, you can do it right online. We are by appointment only because we provide one-on-one -on -one service. We're not a big department store where you come in and browse and around we actually provide a service so you can go to love me number four everbridal.com or you could contact us at 860-889-3535 or reach out to us uh, via instagram or facebook jason same question for you people want more information about project emo what's your contact information uh the there's a couple ways to reach out our website uh, has a lot of contact has a lot of programming info which is project emo projectimo.org, or you can reach us on uh, 860-362-0005. And uh, Nancy Pear, what's up in the next month or two for the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce? Well, Alan, Angela already mentioned the legislative breakfast, which is coming up March 8th at EastCon from 8 to 10. So uh, register for that. You can go online at nectchamber.com to register for that. And also the Child Care Forum, which is just taking shape. And it's uh, March 21st, and it's going to be at the YMCA and Putnam, the Hale YMCA. And that'll be in the morning as well. So uh, be on the lookout for those. And also go on our website, on our calendar, look at our events. You can register for any of our events on that and we've got uh, educational series things coming up we've we've got a lot coming up El Goslin really keeps us busy at the chamber so hi El <laughs> can I mention an event that's coming up there's an event coming up on March 10th from 12 to 3 at Hope Lodge in Moosup Connecticut and it's weddings on a budget um, you know the economic times are tough for a lot of couples planning weddings mm -hmm. And so that event is focusing on um, offering couples lower priced options for their wedding planning. And I, I'm bringing in a lower pli uh, priced wedding gown line for that as well. So it'll be under a thousand. Most wedding gowns start at a thousand. Now the national average is 1900. 
Um, so the line of wedding gowns I'm bringing in will be below a thousand. Good information from Kirsten Nicholas, owner of Love Me Forever Bridal. Also, Jason Hyland, executive director of Project Emo. Angela Smart, second VP for the Northeast Connecticut Chamber of Commerce and branch manager at Liberty Bank. And Nancy Pear, member engagement for the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce. Our chamber chat this morning. Folks, good to see you. Thanks for coming in this morning. Thank you. Thank you, Wayne. 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.